It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today. Day to has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Jazz here. And I'm jiving to transformation animation. Will these infernal setbacks never end? The revolution begins now. episode of Transformation Animation Podcast features Mike Blanchard and Michael Wilson. Hello and welcome to episode 17 of Transformation Animation Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Steve, Drew, and Mike, and joining me is Pecan Corp. Michael, hello. Hey, how's it going? It's going, and making his Transformation Animation Podcast debut is Spade of the Vault Matrix. Hello. Hello, sir. How are you? I am doing well. Yes, and the three of us, I mean, there are other friends that we have that love animated toys, but seeing as how this podcast was mainly myself, Michael, and Steve, Steve isn't into the animated toys, so I figured why not get, you know, someone else who really is. Uh, So, Michael, what have you been up to? Uh, Lately, I've been playing uh, Elder Scrolls uh, V Skyrim. Yeah. A lot. Everybody's been playing that game a lot. Yeah, I have successfully replaced Sleep with Skyrim. <laughs> and it, it it hasn't caught up to me yet, but I'm sure it will soon. Oh, yeah, especially with the holidays coming up and eating all that turkey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going on three hours of sleep right now, so... <laughs> so forgive me if I pull a Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh my. Uh, other than work, uh, I have been up to uh, Skyrim, Uncharted 3. Uh, I put Modern Warfare 3 in my, in my console uh, last night and then fell asleep on the couch. Um, <laughs> I've been trying to I, – I have been trying to do some upgrading to my reviews, and I bought a bunch of equipment or a bunch of stuff, and it all came this week, and – all of it was wrong, so I had to send just about all of it back, save one thing. So, yeah. wow, wow, um, yeah, uh, great. yeah. I I ordered a green screen and some equipment and some other stuff, and it's like two hundred dollars worth of stuff. I had a crap ton of Amazon credits stored up, and yeah, um, when they say green screen, um, for or like the darkest 
darkest forest green does not make a good green screen. No. Wow. Oh, yeah. You have to have like a bright, sunny, happy green. Yeah, and when you say it comes with software and it comes with um, uh, like a stand for the green screen, do not send ripped software and PVC piping. Oh, wow. That got an Amazon call. That one went to Amazon's um, customer service saying, uh, yeah, you know, the guys who are selling this are pretty much doing things illegal. You might want to look into that. That's that's amazing. I can't believe that. Wow. That's pretty bad. That That's like almost eBay bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, so, yeah, I'm trying to get some reviews done. It just, uh, free time has been lacking. Uh, all free time has been Uncharted 3 and Skyrim. Yeah, I can't get away from the Skyrim. It's supposed well, to be 300 hours of gameplay. What's really bad is I go to play Skyrim and I want to throw a grenade and they aren't there. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong button. <laughs> wrong system <laughs> it's like why is the grenade throwing yes. so a, a huge part of, of any t- cartoon franchise for the most part is toys and that's what we are here to talk about today is the uh, all of the released Transformers animated toys from the activators to the bumper battlers to the very rare, hard-to-find exclusives until they end up being, you know, uh, shelf-warming for six months after the fact. <laughs> what, what are you talking about? That never happens! Oh, I please. I, I, I bet I can walk it. I bet six months ago I could walk into a, uh, a Toys R Us and see 45 Ironhides and two RCs. I was just in my Toys R Us today. They had an entire peg of, of uh, Rodimus and... Um, Snarl. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. I was like, wait, wait, wait. Wow. <laughs> I've seen I've seen pegs of Rodimus. I haven't seen any RCs. Not since I bought two of them there. Yeah. yeah. I still hate you for that video. <laughs> <laughs> I got one on my shelf. <laughs> anyway, so where are we going to start, Mike? We are going to start with the children's toys, or what Michael Wilson likes, which is the activators. Uh, there were, I believe, seven waves of activators. Yeah, there's uh, a lot of activators. Lot. Yeah. I'm actually going through my shelf right now and looking at all these and thinking, there are a lot. I, I forgot that there were this many repaints. Yeah. You've got, uh, in wave one, has Bulkhead, Bumblebee, and Starscream. Wave two has Lockdown, Optimus, Autobot, Ratchet. And then wave three has Patrol, Bumblebee, and Thundercracker. Wave four, Megatron, Grimlock, and Bandit, Lockdown. Uh, wave five, yeah, yeah. Wave five has the uh, very elusive Cliff Jumper and Dirge, and then mm. Wave six and Wave seven have Fire Blast Grimlock, which I he did come out, didn't he? He did, yeah. Okay, no, it's the, it's the other one that didn't. Uh, Goldfire didn't come out. Uh, Goldfire the was the uh, yeah deluxe size. Well, I think. we're getting yeah. ahead of ourselves. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Soundwave, and then Wave seven had Armor uh, Up Optimus and Battlefield Bumblebee. Uh, I don't know. This is this one's pretty much all on Michael Wilson because I honestly, when I when Target had that five dollar sale of the Shockwave, the purple Shockwave with Bumblebee Activator, 
Yeah. I actually sent my activator to Malunus because I hate the activators. They're too small for me. No, uh, I had I didn't have much of a problem with them. I had two of them. I had a or I have two of them. I have the Star Scream, which was a gift from um, Hailstorm when she sent me a Classics uh, Hotshot or Generations Hotshot, and hmm. I also had um, Autobot Ratchet, which I. Bought something at Target, but it wasn't like one of the special figures, and I somehow ended up with it. I don't know how I got that. <laughs> I, I didn't. Let me put it this way: I don't remember paying money for it. <laughs> so basically, you put it in your cart and forgot about it and walked out of the store. Entirely possible. <laughs> <laughs> okay then. Yeah. N- not. Not on purpose at all. I swear. Mm-hmm. See, now, I've been accused of theft, but never actually <laughs> stolen anything. So, no, no, no. You haven't been accused of theft. You've been accused of going in the back room and opening boxes when you weren't supposed to. That's what you've been accused of. And there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, you know what? You you put on a, a red polo shirt and some khakis, and they'll let you back there. <laughs> <laughs> I should really think about that to go find those TF Prime figures. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, well back at, back when the uh, you know when these toys were coming out, I was really really wanting them. I mean, those, especially uh, like these activators. These were the later waves were really hard to find, and uh, I was really hunting for them. You know, and sometimes you have to take extreme measures to find the toys that you want. <laughs> As a collector, right? We're such desperate nerds. <laughs> it's sad. It really is. But that, uh, I forget what he's called, but the, the, like the Magma Grimlock. The Goldfire, or not, not uh, Goldfire. Fire Blast. Fire, Fire Blast. Blast, yeah. Now, he literally looks like he's just came out of a out of a volcano, so it's like, you know, Magma Grimlock. But that was really hard to find. Uh, the, the Thundercracker was really hard to find. Dirge, I didn't think I'd ever find a Dirge. But, uh, yeah, I'm pretty happy. Um, now, the activators were on shelves for a good while, along with oh, the yeah. along with the bumper battlers, correct? Yeah. Yes, they were. Yeah. yeah. The bumper battler, I'm really surprised that anybody bought those. I mean, I mean, I bought them for my kids, and they loved them, and then I absorbed them into my collection when they got done playing with them. You assimilated them. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Your distinctiveness will be added to my own. Uh the the yeah the bumper battlers I I liked them, but you know by the time they started getting into repaints the repaints were hard to find. Wow. Yeah, so I mean there was an there was an Optimus Prime repaint in Toxitron colors. Oh wow! Purple That's and gorgeous. green. Yeah, and they called him like Nightwatch Optimus Prime or something. But I got oh, him. Oh yeah, Nightwatch. Yep. Yeah, there was supposed to have been a repaint of uh, Bulkhead, I think. And I couldn't find him. Couldn't find him anywhere. But uh, yeah, and I, I want to say that there was a um oh yeah. edit point yeah, yeah I want <laughs> I'm blanking here sound wave I want to say there yeah. was a, a sound wave and I didn't get him either couldn't find him and it's like you know where are these showing up do they do they go directly to big lots or what probably. Well, it's sad because, you know, toward the end of this toy line, 
uh, a lot of stuff either you know just disappeared or didn't get released or or uh, you know ended up going straight to big, big lots or yeah. dollar store or something. Yeah, everything it. pretty much goes to big lots after it's done. I mean that's that's how at the time when I was collecting robot heroes, that's how I found half the robot heroes I had. I just found them at big lots. Oh but, yeah, yeah. I, I found a few at big lots too, but. I think for the most part it was one big eBay a lot. Someone was just dumping all of them off. Yeah, I, I mean the the activators and the bumper battlers they're okay, but let's face it, they're they're pretty much for children. Well, the bumper battlers are are just horrible toys. They they remind me of like Runabout and Runamuck from G One. <laughs> uh, you know, and the only reason anybody likes them is because they had a cool comic cover at one point. You know, they weren't even in the cartoon. So you've got uh, it's basically a car. And the top of the car pops up, and there's a little robot under it, and it makes noise. It says something from the from the TV show, and they're cute. And like I said, I got them for my kids, but I really enjoy. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The activators. Yeah, I like the... Uh, it's, it's a very simple transformation... Uh, and it's all spring-loaded. So, I mean, literally, you push a button, and he completely transforms all by himself, except for, you know, like maybe the feet need to be uh, bent. Yeah, yeah bent out or something. They remind me a lot of uh, the later G2 toys. So you have, like, the, uh, the G2 jets, mm-hmm. Space Case, and uh, Teradive, and those, and they, they were all spring-loaded. And that aesthetic carried through to the early Beast Wars toys, uh, the scout size ones. Ooh. So you've got like the original uh, Rat Trap. Right? I mean, and he was spring loaded. The, uh, the, the Prime and Megatron two pack and Razor Beast and Iguanas. Exactly. Yeah. I, I mean, those. That's a fine toy. Those are really cool. And they came back to that with the activators. And granted, you're not going to get. Uh, you know, snap-on weapons that have their own hidey holes like you do in the early Beast Wars toys. But, I mean, these are still really nice. And the molds, are, and I, I mean, like I said, I really like the uh, the Seeker mold for these. Uh, the Starscream was nice. But then, you know, you've got a Dirge and uh, Thundercracker. I know there's a Skywarp in Japan mm-hmm. that uh, Thorazine has. <laughs> he's got them all. Yeah, but yeah, I, I mean, everything. He's got all the seekers. All yeah. your seekers are belong to Thorazine. Yes. But so, yeah, I really wanted that because I really I just like these little guys. They're cool. I mean, the only drawback is with some of the molds, uh, the the spring loaded catch doesn't hold very well, so it's hard to keep them in their alt mode. Yeah. 
but they look really good in in regular. Like I said, this Grimlock is awesome. They're practically because of the show, the way it's animated, uh, it's very simple, right? It's very minimalistic. So I say these figures are, for the most part, show accurate, even at their size. Oh yeah. Yeah, and especially if you're a seeker collector, you know you don't have to buy all these Voyager size seekers because you can get them for six bucks at the smaller price point. Yep. Uh, Spada, any last thoughts on activators or bumper battlers? I think they're a cool idea, or specifically the activators. But I was never a big fan because I, I like transforming them myself. But for smaller kids, these are great. Because oh, yeah. for smaller kids, I, I mean, like three, maybe yeah. four. Uh, kids today just don't have the capability of doing the more complicated transformations. Because no, even some of us adults don't have it either. <laughs> well, yes, that is true. But I think the activators were a good idea. I just don't think that many people bought them. But that right. leads us into probably the best-selling part of the line, which was the deluxes. The deluxes. Now, before we get too far into this, do you guys remember what the first deluxe class figure you both bought? Uh, Spada, do you remember which which one was the first that you ever got for the deluxe size class? Or Transformers Animated? Yeah, because I got yeah. a couple of the deluxes all at the same time. Uh, the first one that I opened was the set from... was the two-pack deluxe set where you had battle-damaged... Cybertron uh, Optimus and Battle Damaged uh, Cybertron Mode Megatron. Right, That was right. the first deluxe set I opened. What about you, Michael? Me too. That would be it. <laughs> yeah. I think the first deluxe I ever bought probably was Elite Guard Bumblebee. Really? Because yep. he came later. I know. He came much later, but I... Again, back at the time when the show was airing, because, and I've said this before on this show, because at the time it came on at like 10.30 in the morning on Saturday, and I just couldn't remember to watch it, and yeah. just really wasn't, <laughs> you were at that time, I don't think I really was watching video reviews, so. And in all, in all honesty, some of those episodes were, especially in season two, very hard to watch. Yes. <laughs> if you don't like the human characters, yeah, it's kind of a little yeah. hard to watch. The uh, this interesting story about when I when I first found the uh, animated toys is I was at Botcon 2008, and there was one guy who showed up and he said, "Hey, I was driving up here, and 20 miles to the south or whatever, there's a Toys R Us that has all these toys." And they really hadn't been released anywhere else yet. And f- to my knowledge, they released them in that area around, I wonder, what was it, Lexington? Yeah, no, 2008 was in Cincinnati. Okay, in Cincinnati. So they, I remember I drove. So yeah. they, uh, they had them in that area specifically because Botcom was there. And mm-hmm. one guy got a complete set of like the, the first wave. It was like six figures. And was like showing them off to everybody, and people were freaking out completely. Uh, I was in line for something, and the guy walked by and go, "Oh, look at this!" And coming the opposite way was uh, Scott McNeil. <laughs> and so it's me and Scott McNeil and this guy with the, you know, the uh, the animated toys, and we're all just going completely nuts over him. Uh, but on the way 
home, on the drive home, we stopped at a, uh, a Walmart. And it was just like, you know, there's a Walmart every 50 miles off the highway. So we, we pull over, we look. Yeah, they had them all. They had, like, wave one and two. Yeah. And I bought them all. And Christy's like, didn't you just spend, like, two grand on toys? And I'm like, yeah, but you know, <laughs> I'm going to buy these eventually, you know. I might as well do it now. So I walked out with all of them, like a whole cart full of them. Wow. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was it was a, a great find. I mean, you know, as a, as a toy collector and a toy hunter, to run into something like that, you don't, you know, it's 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 uh, it's, it's nice. like looking a gift horse in the mouth. You just don't do it. Exactly. You know, it's like you know how long it's going to take me to find this particular guy because he's wave two and he's not going to be released anywhere else in the country for six months. You yeah. know, I'm going to get him right now. Yeah. In wave one, we had Cybertron, Mode Optimus, Bumblebee, Lockdown, and Prowl. And wave two was Black Arachnia and Autobot Ratchet. Well, wave two was really kind of a one point five, and then yeah. It, it really was weird because you had Cybertron Mode Optimus, Bumblebee, Lockdown, and Prowl, and they were all, I'd say the weak, I, personally, the weak one out of that bunch for me was Lockdown, but that was because of the hand issue. Really? Right. Yeah, oh, yeah. What I, was my, the hand issue? The fact that you couldn't, you could only, like, put them, the, you could only, bleh, let me try speaking again. The okay. fact that you could only... <laughs> flip the hand out halfway so it looked like his hands were constantly pointing into his thighs. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, they won't they won't push straight forward. Mm. Yep. They yeah, could. They, they... You would yeah, have to no. take the figure apart. I see what you're talking about. Yeah, it looks like there's a catch on his wrist like it should. Mm-hmm. Like it should be able to do that, but it, it's it's catching on the inside of that frame. Well, it's not I... just the frame. It's also there's too much plastic on the actual hand, and there's too much plastic on the inside of the wrist. On the inside of the wrist, yeah. And then Bumblebee That's had never his own. That's me before. It drives me batty. Oh. Bumblebee also has his own set of issues where the little stingers will not fold all the way into his arms. Now, that was corrected in his repaint, which was released in Wave 4, I believe. Yeah. And then... Prowl had his own issues <laughs> where he would fall apart because the yes. ball joints weren't the correct size. Yeah. Oh, wow. And That's this amazing. is where we, the, I the never noticed I, that before. Yeah, the reason I'm talking about this is because this is starting this is showing something that happened with the entire animated line that really hadn't happened before. And that is the severe lack of quality control. Mm-hmm. And this came up because, one, Hasbro changed factories where they were having their toys built. They went with much cheaper factories, and it's, it was evident. Huh. Yeah. That yeah I, I never noticed that about the Bumblebee before, but I've got uh, the uh, uh, you know, Elite Guard Bumblebee here, and his singers do fold back completely. Yeah, and they do that. not on the, um, on the original. The original. Release. Right. I'm, the I'm the other thing it. about the original was, and this goes to what Spade said a second ago about just crappy construction in the factory, the regular deluxe Bumblebee, they couldn't pick a shade of yellow to save their <laughs> lives. I mean, on one side it's neon yellow, on another side it looks like it's painted almost dark gold, on another side it's another color. It's like, pick a color already. And that was because all of the plastic parts were made in different factories. 
mm-hmm. uh, specifically with Bumblebee because they were using different paint mixes. Normally, when they make these figures, they make the part when they make all the parts. All the parts are cast together in the same factory. Uh, right. Hasbro has stated that that was not the case in, with Bumblebee for some reason, because they were having Elite Guard Bumblebee, which was actually made first. They were, if you actually look at Elite Guard Bumblebee, the plastic where it's black is different is different plastic than where the yellow is. And if you go back and look at the original Bumblebee, it's where that black is is where the coloration differences come in. Right. Hmm. So yeah. technically, Elite Guard Bumblebee wasn't the repaint. The regular Bumblebee was the repaint. <laughs> Correct in the manufacturing process. Right. Right. <laughs> that is interesting. You know. Uh, in 2000, I want to say 2008, uh, there was a Walmart exclusive called Legacy of Bumblebee, and they had a repaint of classic Bumblebee and a repaint of movie Bumblebee and a repaint of animated Bumblebee, where they all, well, animated and classics have the, the racing stripe. Mm-hmm. Well, he's, he already has a racing stripe, so technically that's not a big deal. That was, um, oh, I can't you remember. different? I can't no. remember what store that that was an exclusive for, but I know what you're talking about. No, it's, it's Walmart. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah. It, you, it, you it, it, was, uh, it was Walmart. It was a multi-pack Autobot Ratchet and Bumblebee 2-pack. Mm-hmm. Uh, thus far, this pack has only been found at Toys R Us stores in the United Kingdom and Germany. Hmm. Well, I was about to say, it looks like his arms are the, uh, uh, the ones where the singers fold all the way back. Uh, so it literally looks exactly like the original Bumblebee, Except for the for the stingers. Yeah, that's kind of so neat. Weird. So just, weird. Yeah, just drug yes. him out of the closet. I'm going to put him back now. So yeah, like Spada said, Wave Two is essentially also Wave One because they released. I don't I don't get that. Like if you're going to have a wave of toys, three or more makes sense to me as a wave. Two figures in one wave. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That makes no sense. You also had Black Arachnia and Autobot Ratchet. Um, was it actually a was it well, the whole wave just two figures, or was it yes. those yes. two figures and Bumblebee no. and Optimus again? No, no, no. It was it, just those two figures. And that's uh, another thing you we will as we get farther into this that folks will see is their wave distribution in this series or in this in animated is just so out there. Bad. It's like Hasbro just completely <laughs> forgot how to do its job. No. Um, but Black it's Arachnia true. was an okay figure. It wasn't bad, but it was so tiny. It was the smallest anime figure, hands down. All of the deluxe figures tower over her. Oh, and I was going to say, what about, what about uh, Soundwave? Because he's kind of squat too. But She's shorter than Soundwave. Wow. Yeah. And then Ratchet was a pretty damn good figure. Yeah, Ratchet was pretty cool. I like the Earth Mode Ratchet more so than when we get later to talk about the Cybertronian Ratchet. Um, the Earth Mode Ratchet was a really, really great design. 
No, I like it. I like the fact that he has tools and he can hold them all. And mm-hmm. it's it's just a it's a neat toy. Yep. And then wave three is where we get Autobot Jazz, Oil Slick. Who the hell is that? Snarl and Soundwave. <laughs> and now the only reason why I say who the hell is Oil Slick is because at the time wave three came out. We were still in what season one or season two? Season three had I mean, Oil Slick wasn't even in the show. Yeah, and when he was, he was in there for what two minutes? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Uh, I think that was kind of an afterthought. They're like, "Hey, wasn't this guy a a toy? Let's just throw him in there for fun." And and the funniest thing, I I I think I said this last week or a couple weeks ago on this podcast. You know, when I've gone into like Walgreens or Rite Aid or something like that, like a year ago. I would find oil slicks out the ass in these just overpriced pharmacy stores. No, like, I'm going to stop you there. I strongly suggest you rephrase that. Why? Just trust me. <laughs> you can't say overpriced pharmacy stores? No, 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 no. No, found him out the ass. Lovely. Oil slicks. Oh. Yeah, anyway. Sorry, oil, but oil he, edit. Yes. he he was essentially, you know, a, a, after the people that got him that wanted him, he was essentially one of the biggest shelf formers in the line because you would find him pretty much anywhere and everywhere. But he didn't appear in the show. Not yet, no. And when he no. did, like Spada said, it was for or Michael said yeah. it was all all of you know less than five minutes. Yeah, he, well, he had one Lincoln, line. you'll miss it. Yeah, yeah. but no, I'm I'm looking at him now. This is a cool figure. He's a cool toy. He oh, looks oil, cool. Oil Slick is a fantastic figure. Yeah. He's one of the best in the line. Yeah. He's a, yeah, it, it, I mean, they could have played him off as, like, the anti-prowl. Oh, yeah. He's a motorcycle. They both have nunchuck weapons. Well, yeah, this is kind of a nunchuck, yeah. sort of like a barrel-slash-nunchuck thing. Uh, I mean, they, they, they could have done a lot with this character. Oh, yeah. But it's just, yeah, it's a very cool toy. Uh, I really liked yeah. Autobot Jazz. I thought he was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Soundwave, I wasn't... Uh... wasn't the best figure, but I see what they were going for. And it was... He was an interesting character in the show for the two episodes he showed up in. Hmm. Well, yeah. He, he was an interesting <laughs> character in the show, but the... The character design in the show, I don't think, really translated to the toy because I mean the the overall design deco and the overall aesthetic of the toy compared to the animated design is correct, but the toy was just as Michael said, he was way too squat. For me, he did not say deluxe class figure. He said more of like a scout class or legends class figure rather than anything else. I would agree with that. I mean, it was a very small figure. Well, I think, yeah, just because of his robot mode, it's kind of a, what are they, like, like a Scion type of thing? Uh, a Scion XP, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, when he transforms, he looks he looks just like he does in the show, but when you stand him next to the other figures, he's at least a head or two shorter. Especially when you stand him next to, like, a lockdown. He's half the height of a lockdown. Well, and, everything was half the height of a lockdown. Lockdown well, is bigger than Voyager class figures. Yeah, no, he's really tall and lanky. But the, I mean, this figure may have been better in, like, a Voyager class. Oh, yeah. I Yeah, I, I would so like it better if he was Voyager yeah. size. I mean, it's kind of like Lugnut. Uh, not Lugnut. Um, what was I thinking? Uh, bulkhead. 
where yeah. Voyager bulkhead is a decent toy, but you wouldn't buy him because you'd want a big bulkhead. You'd want a leader yeah, class. Leader, leader bulkhead is better than Voyager bulkhead. Exactly. So, I mean, if they had released a, a Voyager class Soundwave, I mean, I'm not sure what they'd do with all this stuff on him. They might make him open up and keep guitars in his chest or something. I don't know. That would be cool. That would be cool. But... <laughs> and then the, la- the last figure in that wave was Snarl. Snarly. Here's Snarly. Which, which was the same height as uh, Black Arachnia. Yeah. That, yeah. He is, that what, figure I sucked. Think, he's yeah. supposed to be short and squat, though. Yeah. I didn't mind him being short and squat because I think that was his character. Yeah. Uh, he's got a lot of, you know, translucent orange. I love his head sculpt. He's yeah. just he. I think I, I I think it works for him, where it doesn't work for Soundwave. I think the one problem that I have with the wave releases is that if you're gonna have the Dinobots as toys, they all need to be in their own wave. Snarl, Swoop, and Grimlock should have mm-hmm. all been in one wave as a team, rather than sporadically releasing them in, oh, hey, look, let's throw Snarl in with these other three guys, and let's throw Swoop in with these other two. Um, So, Wave 4, we have Swoop, Elite Guard, Bumblebee, and Sentinel Prime. Uh, Everybody that has listened to this podcast before, and anybody that's talked to me about Transformers Animated pretty much knows my feelings on Sentinel Prime and Sentinel Prime's toy. Worst toy ever. Really? I just, I you know, disagree I put, with that. Yeah, I there put are, him in, in robot are, mode. There are worse out there. He's not the best. <laughs> Definitely not going to lie to you. He's worse not toy the best. and animated. Then, I oh, mean, aside no. from these, aside from these giant shoulders, he's he's fairly cartoon accurate. He's got an awesome head sculpt. Uh, he he all looks like he does. Accurate. I mean, that's that's that goes without saying. Saying, I mean, all the toys are cartoon accurate. But right. well, you the compare this to with him is just the fact that again, it's the same problem I have with Soundwave. He just seems too small. Like if this was a Vo- even though I don't care for the character of Sentinel, if this was a Voyager class, I might like the toy a little bit better. Yeah, I, I could see that. I mean, I could I could also see how if they had. I don't want to say, you know, spent the money, but, you know, <laughs> literally, it, they, they could have made him a little taller. His legs are very squat compared to his chest, and and especially how they have, uh, like, lockdown, you, you, literally being really, really twice the, twice the length of his vehicle mode almost in height. They yeah. probably, and I don't want to say this for certain, but I would I would probably go out on a limb and say that originally his legs were supposed to extend somehow to make yeah. him taller so that he would be a little bit more in proportion to his upper body. Oh, yeah. Uh, but at some point, that got lost or something. I mean, you can see the way his, the way his lower legs transform, uh, the back half... Uh, it's like a hinge or something that swings it down. I mean, I could see how yeah. they could have done this in such a way where he could have gained, you know, half an inch to an inch. And also something for all of those with the AllSpark Almanac, I think it's the AllSpark Almanac, um, the Sentinel toy mold was slightly remodeled and redone to be an Ironhide Earth Mode toy mold. Really? And- that yeah, it was it was a pretty it was a pretty big redesign, but it looked awesome. 
Is that in Volume 1 or Volume 2? Uh, I believe it's in Volume 2. Yeah, that's when they talk about all the toys. I'm mm-hmm. actually going to look it up right now. Uh, Spada, do you have any thoughts on Snarl or Elite Guard Bumblebee? I liked Elite Guard Bumblebee. Hated Swoop. Hated yeah, Swoop. Yeah, Swoop. That's what I meant. Mm. Not Snarl. Swoop. I'm actually looking at my shelf here for Swoop, and I, I'm not yeah, seeing them. Somebody must be standing on top of Swoop. Because I'm, I'm not seeing him in here. But uh, Elite Guard Bumblebee, my favorite part about him was the fact that he had the same color as his Prowl. Yeah. Yep. So you could, yeah, I mean, you could literally put uh, Elite Guard Bumblebee on top of Prowl and be in good shape. It would look like he's riding him, you know. And they were the same color. Yeah. Or it would have been a good complement for the highway theme that Prowl had going. Yeah, it would have been. You know, I, I, I really liked Lee Guard Bumblebee just because he's black with blue windows and he, he's got gold around the sides of him. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like he's a reverse gold bug where he's a black bug. <laughs> oh, um, okay. Now, now if we, if we start looking forward at the last couple of waves, we have waves 5, 6, and 7. Yeah. Now, for me, waves 5 and 6 came out at the exact same time. In, my, in the stores around here. And that was Wave 5 was Blazing Lockdown, Blur, and Swindle. And Wave 6 was Waspinator and Samurai Prowl. On my stores, I found everything except Samurai Prowl. Uh, uh, I love Samurai cool. Prowl. You what? I love that character. He's awesome. Yes. It's a, uh, it's a cool toy. My only issue is once you put the Samurai armor on, he can't really move he's frozen in time i had a problem with it falling off it doesn't clip on anywhere he just kind of balances on his head well well, there is that but he looks really cool that's very funny um out out of these two waves i liked blur the best even though when i bought blur uh, as soon as I got him home and I tried to transform him, his legs immediately promptly fell off. Mine too. <laughs> Is I that the one it. where you, uh, did you throw those behind the, the desk or was that something else? No, oh, no, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that story later. That, that was with Optimus. We'll get to that later. Um, no, I, I, uh, a buddy of ours, um, Optimus Scourge, may he rest in peace. He actually did a video for me. He did it for more so for everybody, but um, where you basically boil some hot water, dip Blur's legs into the hot water, and it would melt a little bit. Wouldn't mm-hmm. melt. It would. It would. It would. For, it would form the plastic so you could actually have an easier time of putting the legs back on. Mm, um, okay. Yeah. It wouldn't actually melt the plastic. Yeah. No, it was just soften right it up, now. and then the it memory just, yeah, kick just in. softens it up. Yeah. Um. And then Swindle, I like Swindle. Swindle is an awesome character in the show. He's an awesome toy. Again, my only problem with him is if he was maybe Voyager class, I would have liked the toy a little bit better. There's uh, nothing not to like with Swindle. Not a damn uh, thing. I, I had an issue where his top chest would not stay where it was. <laughs> it just kept flapping around. Yeah. Um, uh, Blazing <laughs> Lockdown was just a yellow piece of poo. The only what? thing interesting to what? the only thing the only thing interesting to me about Blazing Lockdown was the spikes in his neck. Those were kind of cool. I like the fact that he came with a chainsaw. Eh. I dug it. I thought I, I, mean, I what I liked about it is he's a repaint, 
but he's a remold as well. Unfortunately, the figure didn't do anything for me. Just as Waspinator, I was really psyched to get the figure, and it was kind of a letdown. It was such a letdown. It was, and, yeah. And, and again, Waspinator was, again, one of those toys. Actually, both of these waves stayed in my stores locally, Target and Walmart, stayed on shelves for months yeah. after they got released. I mean, you know, I was worried when I bought the original Blur, I went. I actually went back like the next day to get another one um, for car mode, and I was worried that Blur was going to be gone. And lo and behold, you know, looking behind several Sentinel figures, there was a Blur. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, but these two waves were one of the, the the biggest batch of shelf formers in the line. Uh, now, do you think Waspinator was such a big letdown because it wasn't more of an homage to Beast Wars Waspinator? Yeah, pretty much. Because I think, to me, this figure looks a lot more like uh, the Beast Machines Wasp figure. And um, I, I, for, I forget what it Buzzsaw. Was it, no, yeah, uh, Buzzsaw. Yeah, it looks like it looks like a taller version of Buzzsaw, and even in uh, robot mode, they, or, v, or alt mode, they and uh, in, in the uh, wasp mode, they look very similar. Yeah, and my thoughts on Samurai Prowl are a sidecar. Are you kidding me? Ugh. No, it's cool. And then Wave Seven, <laughs> Wave Seven. I like that they did electrostatic sound wave because it was kind of homaging the repaints in the show. Right back. but. Wave 7 is really where animated almost crossed over with the freaking movies. Freeway Jazz, you've got to be kidding me. A movie animated version of Jazz. It was a silver jazz, yeah. <sighs> Great. You know, I would have been a lot happier with a, a stepper repaint. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, no, a stepper repaint would have completely blew my mind. I would have, would have bought the hell out of that. All right, so... Before we move on to the next wave or next uh, net next class, do you guys have a number one favorite out of the Voyager waves, Spada? Out of the Voyager waves? Or not Voyager Deluxe? Sorry, um, I'm getting ahead of myself. In all honesty, no. Uh, I liked a lot of them, but none of them were absolute standout fantastic figures they were all there were some good ones and there were some not so good ones if i had to pick i would have to pick oil slick what about you michael for the deluxes do you have like a personal number one favorite uh you know i i i I hate to waffle like this but it's like i like them all (laughs) if you had to pick one who would it be (laughs) I don't know. Let me look here. Megatron's got his fusion cannon pointed at your head. Pick one. <laughs> you have to pick one. Actually, you know, just looking at them all, I want to say the one that's the most visually striking would have to be like Oil Slick. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, that Rodimus that came much later, he's uh, he's looking pretty good too. Well, and, and I should state, the way that we're doing this, even though we are going by size class, I save the exclusives for the end. Um so we'll come back to the other deluxes as well. Revisit that one. Yes. Uh, yeah, it, just looking at the shelf, the ones that, that, that jump out at me the most are the those uh, exclusives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So going into Voyagers, uh, again, what was the first Voyager you ever picked up, Spada? Uh, well, I picked up a couple at the same time, as I said. Uh, but the first one I opened was, I think it was Megatron. I think, I'm pretty sure it was Megatron and then Starscream. Uh, what about you, Michael? I want to say it was Starscream. And yes. I, I'm thinking Grimlock for some reason, but I think he came later. Yeah, Grimlock was in Wave 2. Yeah, uh, but I definitely opened Starscream first, because I, I like that character. Yeah, Wave 1 for Voyager has Bulkhead, Cybertronian Mode, Megatron, and Starscream. Uh, I didn't particularly... Like, I like Starscream in the show, I like his colors in the show, but I didn't particularly like the toy colors. Something was off on the toy colors. Yeah. Mm. And I Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I was going to say I I didn't really think that the uh the toy colors were I don't want to say they were G1 accurate because they weren't, but even though he's an homage, but I thought they were very show accurate, but I preferred the repaints. Oh yeah. Yeah. Now, I have I I have an opinion on Starscream that is not widely shared. Okay. I think the Voyager Starscream figure is a complete and total piece of crap. <laughs> is that because it fell apart on you at well, one point? Well, <laughs> it's not just that. I mean, it's, it really isn't just that. It's the Voyager Starscream figure is a 100% ripoff of every single Robotech toy ever made or Macross. It is the exact <laughs> transformation for Macross figures. Really? It is dead exact. It is spot on to every VF1 and VF... um, I'm trying to think what the the one it's actually most like is. Uh, Whatever is the red... The VF19. I'm sorry. No, no, it's not the VF19. It's... (laughs) It's very similar almost to disturbingly the same figure as G1 Jetfire. Yeah, see, I'm looking at my G1 Jetfire right now, and I'm trying to compare the two, going, well, how exactly The transformation is exactly the same. Huh. I, I don't know. I'm differing on you. I, I, don't, I don't think that's the case, but... As someone who owns a lot of um, Macross <laughs> figures... I've only got the one. <laughs> I have I have the VF1, I've got the VF5, I've got the VF19, I've got the VF21. Um I've got a lot of those figures and Starscream is a is a ripoff. I'm sorry. I I can kind of see where you're saying that like the uh you know the the dorsal portion of the plane splits in half behind the the cockpit and it and it then bends over to become the uh, the front and back halves of the plane or the front and back halves of the robot mode I should say so you've got like well, his chest the, here the thrusters I can kind of see that the thrusters in in vehicle mode become the legs the robot arms tuck in between the rear thrusters the chest area and the backpack form the fuselage and the cockpit areas it's exactly the same as a Robotech figure. Well, that can be said for any number of the Seekers from any line. When you no, look at Energon not, and... Not really. Not really. It's not, it's, it's not a... It, 
what I'm saying is the Starscream yeah. animated figure or that mold is a yeah. one-to-one transformation ripoff of those Bandai figures. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll kind of go with that. I'm looking at, at like, the, the Jetfire, and just the way the legs fit, they're, like, attached to on either side of the cockpit. And for the, the Starscream, it doesn't work that way at all. The the t- uh, the the crotch, for lack of a better term, right, mm-hmm. uh, actually completely folds underneath the cockpit. The whole nice. front, the, the whole front of the cockpit pushes up. Or the whole front of the fuselage pushes up under the cockpit. And, and then, in future in future Bandai figures, uh, the cockpit doesn't push up into the chest. It actually yeah. folds. Or I'm sorry, the nose cone folds yeah. up completely into the chest, as okay, opposed so to just sliding up. Yeah. So that's what's happening with with the. Yeah, with, with with I'm actually holding a, a Skywarp. So that's what happens with Skywarp. But the original Jetfire, his uh, his whole nose cone kind of comes down into a crotch area, and the yeah. legs attach to a diecast metal piece on either side of that. Yeah. Now, so he he doesn't really have a crotch with with. Uh, well, he has a crotch. It was well. A, the the crotch cone. is the nose cone of the plane. Yeah, but if you're saying that later figures transform just like. Uh, the animated figure, then I'll, I'll buy that because I don't I don't know any better. Yeah, I, I have I have a figure upstairs uh, in in our guest room that yeah. is a it's a I'm going to say it's a it's a hundred and dollar it's a hundred fifty dollar figure that it comes with like a shat ton of accessories. Yeah, but it is a one to one transformation similarity. It's disturbing, but it's a nice transformation. Uh, the only problem I have with this. Transformation is that uh, the the uh, the cockpit is supposed to lock in place at the crotch level, and it and does. It's very, it's very loose. It is, and then in the back, uh, you've got these two tiny wings that aren't even attached. Mm-hmm. They're kind of like wings that are almost like like the tails of a sport coat or something, you know. And they're back there, but they fall off. And every time I go to pull his back back, his back over. Right, because it doesn't lock into place either; it kind of flops around. Those little subwings fall off, and that's and the only problem I have with them. Do the legs fall? Do legs break off at the upper thigh on your figure at all? No. Uh-uh. Okay, mine. Point, you know, my oh. figure had all the problems that yours does, plus the uh, the legs falling off at the thighs. You know, mine. I'm, I'm twisting mine around like this. Mine has a, a very satisfying, if you can hear it, a very satisfying click there. We can hear it, yes. At the, yeah, at the, at the, uh, the, the, you know, the... With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Crotch level, the hip level, let's say. Not at the and... hip level. There are swivel joints right below the hips. Oh, okay. Now That's there's a swivel. There's a swivel joint below the hips, but then there's also a hinge directly below that. No, the, the swivel neat. is where mine, my figure. Now I've also gotten. Uh, I also ended up getting a, uh, a Skywarp. Same exact issue. Yeah. I took him back and got my money back. 
Yeah, uh, the other ones in Wave 1 are Bulkhead and Cybertron Mode Megatron. When I saw Cybertron Mode Megatron, I was like, really? <laughs> this thing doesn't look like anything that we saw on the show. No, it doesn't. It's like they couldn't figure out what to do with the gun. Yep. And Bulkhead has a really good vehicle mode. The robot mode... It sucks. Mm, yeah. It's not a good robot mode. No, those legs are horrible. The legs yeah. are horrible, just the figure itself is not very good. But then, in, I believe it was Wave 2, we got probably the best figure of the entire line. Would that be Earth Mode Optimus Prime? Yes, it is. Yeah. And even even though Optimus Prime officially debuted in Wave 2 of the Voyager-class toys, he was found at U.S. retail later than the Wave 3 toys, Grimlock and Lugnut, which is really weird. Now, I have an issue with with Optimus, because apparently when he was first packaged and sent out to people, I had bought one at Target, uh, or was Target or Walmart? I don't know, it was one of those stores. I bought one, and he had his... Autobot sticker on his left shoulder. I then went back, and obviously there were no more Optimuses at Walmart, so I went online to one of Michael's favorite websites, Entertainment Earth, and I ordered one from there. When I got the one from Entertainment Earth, I opened him up, and I wasn't going to transform him because I wanted him for vehicle mode. I didn't really care. I didn't really notice this. As soon as I eventually said, screw it, I'm tired, I want to change, I transformed the version I got from Entertainment Earth, he had no sticker on his arm. I'm like, what the hell is this? Apparently, some of the earlier waves or some of the earlier boxes of the of Wave 2 that got sent out didn't have the sticker on it. What, what sticker are we referring to? The one on, on Opt, Voyager Class, Earth Mode Optimus, his left shoulder, his Autobot symbol. Oh, I don't have one. You don't have one what? I don't have an Autobot signal insignia on his left See? shoulder. That you have one of the the first shipments that went out then because Sweet. he then came <laughs> out later with um, the insignia with with the insignia on uh, on on, it, on his left shoulder. I had never noticed that before. Mine does not have one. Yeah, I so noticed it as soon as I opened that package. As soon as I transformed him. Now, if I had never transformed that um, that toy that I got from Entertainment Earth, I probably would have never noticed it. But huh. uh, that's yeah, neat. I so noticed it. Huh. I never noticed that. I'll have to take a look at... I'll have to watch my own video review and see <laughs> which one I had. <laughs> see, now, I have a problem with this guy. And the problem is that the way the wist... Uh, the, the wist... The, uh, the waist. <laughs> yeah. Has the wrist, auto waist. waist? It's a... Uh, the auto waist, yes. The auto waist, yeah. I mean, there's like a, a, a gear or something that, that turns when you move his waist. But, and, I mean, that's a neat gimmick, sure, but it's very loose in a robot mode. And it's hard to keep him steady. So that kind of bothers me. Uh, but, you know, other than that, I mean, I love his proportions. I love I love his colors. Uh, the, the way his... His uh, battle mask folds up and down over his mouth. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. You know, his head rotates. I mean, he's just got a lot of articulation. He's a very, very cool figure. I could probably do without the axe. And, and yeah, that axe is kind of... First of all, it's not show accurate at all. Second of all, nah. that's where they went back to doing gimmicks for kids because the axe and the gun 
Well, the gun specifically is a water pistol, um, which is kind of... Oh, that's kind of worthless, yeah. Yeah, I'm... I'm I'm looking at the TF wiki for Optimus's toys, and they do note the very first releases of the figure did not have the faction symbol. They then went back, and which is weird to me because I bought the one at Walmart after the Optimus wave had already been out for a while. That's I, me too. Yeah, I, I found I it at Walmart. That, like, like it wasn't I got like lucky. I, yeah. And it wasn't like that I had gotten it, like, right when it first came out. I bought it way later. So the one at Walmart had it, and then, like, two days after I got that one, I went on to Entertainment Earth, and it's weird to me that Entertainment Earth would still have a shipment of unstickered Optimuses. Right. And mine mine is unstickered, apparently. Hmm. Ah, there you go. I'll have to look. uh, I mean... You're not going to be able to find it now, but <laughs> I was like, are there any that have stickers? Because I don't Yes, I don't remember yes, there are. Yeah, there are, because mine had stickers. Uh, the, the one I bought from Walmart had stickers. Um, this line is chock full of running changes. Oh, yes. So yeah. what about, uh, what was in the next wave? Uh, well, still in this wave, because we just talked about Optimus for now. Still in this wave, we have uh, Grimlock and, uh, and Lugnut. I uh, thought those guys were in wave three. Oh, you know, they are in Wave 3. Oh, so Wave 2 was just Optimus? It sounds like it. Wow. Huh. Holy and you know what's weird? I didn't see any Optimuses out until after Wave 3. After Wave 3, yeah. And then, I, I, yeah, when I saw them at Walmart, I was like, oh, my God, they must have just pulled this out of the back or something. I'm going to wow. scoop it up. And The Voyager-class toys for this line, Wave 2 and Wave 4, only have one figure. Wave, wave 2 four. has Optimus, and then Wave 4 is Blitzwing. So going into Wave 3, uh, we have Grimlock and Lugnut. Who I never saw in stores until the end of the entire toy line. Yeah. yeah. Which was so weird. Now, both of those figures were pretty darn good. Yeah. <laughs> Grimlock looks awesome. Grimlock is awesome. At the, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I liked him at the activator size class, but you know he's pretty good that size class too. Yeah, yeah. Grimlock is awesome. Everybody knows I'm not a fan of Lugnut whatsoever, just because I think we needed Astro Training animated. But uh... <laughs> I would have liked to see an animated Astro Train because I, I love the uh, Blitzwing figure, yep. which is yeah. our which came out uh, Wave Four. I yeah. absolutely adore that figure. It's not perfect. Not going to lie, but I just think it's a fun, fun figure. Yeah, Yeah, it's a fun figure until when attempting to get it out of the box, it rips your entire thumbnail off. (laughs) I remember Uh, that. I didn't have that problem. Well, I didn't yeah, have that you're problem lucky either. then, because all right, now I, I, M- Michael remembers this story. I do. But I'll, yeah. I'll, t- I'll tell it for people that don't know, because um, this was this was on a Toycast episode. I remember. Um, <clears throat> I believe it was Christmas of 2009. I think, yeah, Christmas of 2009. Um, I went to Walmart. All of the animated toys were on sale. Uh, and I was like, okay, well, you know, I'd like to get a Voyager. Well, what Voyagers do they have? They've got these guys. The, okay, Blitzwing, I like him in the show. Pretty cool. I get him home. I literally had to ha- – because of the – and this is before Hasbro went to those bread tie things. This is when the really hard plastic twist ties were still in effect. 
I had to literally half transform him to get him out from under the ties because I, I, I've, I've never had an exacto knife or, or clippers to clip it, so I would just use mm. regular scissors. But I couldn't get the scissors in the spot where I had to clip this one wire because it would have scraped the toy up. So I basically had to transform the damn thing while it was still in the box, and even pulling it out, it still ripped half my thumbnail off. Ouch. Yeah. You see, you need a big serrated knife. Like I got. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. But Blitzwing is really, really cool. Uh, Blitzwing is a great figure. It is nice. I mean, there, there's uh, compromises between the different modes, but he still turns out really nice. I mean, and, and his head, the way it spins, and you get to see all three faces. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Um,. Any other thoughts on Blitzwing Spada? Just a freaking great figure. Just a lot of fun. Yeah. Wave 5 had uh, Shockwave slash Longarm, the gray version, which... <laughs> and, and Michael's favorite character, Skywarp. Skywarp! You know, I did not find Skywarp in stores. I had to get mine off of uh, Entertainment Earth. Yeah. yeah Sky- and it was like the last one, apparently. <laughs> Even though I'm not a fan of Seekers in general as far as action figures outside of, like, the original G1 Seekers, Skywarp's colors on the Starscream mode look awesome in robot mode. I totally agree with that. The The coloring of that figure is great. Yeah. It's yeah. so much better than Starscream. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a good-looking figure. He's sharp. Yep. Very and then, uh And then I am weird. I like the long arm shockwave figure. There's something wrong with you. Well, you need we, your head examined. <laughs> we all know this, but I like that figure. Uh, now, I like something that we'll talk about a little bit later, which is the repaint, but the the gray version, oh, no. As Just, as a figure though, as a toy, it was, you literally got a uh, a quadruple changer. Oh yeah. And he yeah, looks or mode distinctive. One, that's awesome. Yeah, he looks distinctive in every, every well, I would say almost every mode. I mean, in, in crane mode, he kind of looks like a a tank with the turret up and something hanging off it, you know. But he, he, he looks pretty distinctive in every mode. It's it's a well-engineered toy. He's very sharp. I love I love the TF wikis. Because <laughs> I'm looking at the uh, at the Shockwave images on here, and, and you know how they always do witty captions under the pictures yeah. for the long arm gray wave version punch for the shockwave gray wave counter punch for the purple ones uh chugway and then for the uh, shockwave version of the purple one one-eyed one-horned giant purple people squisher <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good yeah um you know shockwave the the gray version is great for long arm if you want to have a a show accurate long arm, but to just have shockwave not purple just seems wrong to me. <laughs> and I understand where you're coming from, but and in the show they actually talk about that in season three, or oh, yeah. they they mention it. But I I think it works. I just, I like it. I like the figure. I think it's a good figure. Now, yes, I would have preferred getting a hold of the purple one later, but yeah. it's still a good figure. And yep. then you've got um, you've got two different robots, two distinct 
different robot modes, which right. I just think is awesome. It is, yes. Uh, and then uh, Wave 6, you had uh, Rekgar and Atomic Lugnut, which Atomic Lugnut is essentially just a repaint. Yeah, it's a, it's a uh, nice repaint. It's, it's not a bad repaint. What was it? Green and and yellow? Was that it's what it almost, was? It's almost a teal and a gold. And then he's got a big black Decepticon logo on his chest, and he's kind of got uh, he's kind of got the, uh, the the yellow and black highlights that uh, uh, that signify the um, you know I want to say caution tape or like the biohazard. biohazard. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the I mean, yeah, I like he, this. I like this color better than the original one. In the picture on the TF Wiki, he looks like he's more. It might just be the picture, but it looks like it's more silver on the actual paint application. The just the right. like his legs and, and his chest and all that. I don't know. It looks uh, more silver to me in this image. That, I don't think it's silver. This is all. It's all green. Yeah. It's a it's a dull tealish green, but he's um. I mean, you know, it's it's still lug nut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do we really need more lug nuts? I mean, unless they're gonna. Give us a supreme class Omega toy and paint him up as Lugnut. <laughs> <laughs> and that kind of does it for um, for the Voyager class. Yeah, oh, you know, one, one more thing I was going to say about Lugnut is the oh. uh, uh, on the cockpit he's got kind of like the tiger, the the the, the, the oh, teeth yeah. with the mouth on the side. It's a very cool looking you know plane. Mm, and then that was carried over into the uh, Hunt for the Decepticons yeah. figures. Yeah. Mm, yeah, it yeah. was. Okay, out of the Voyagers, do you guys have a favorite Spada? Um, Earth Mode Prime. Michael? I would have to to lean toward the Earth Mode Prime. You know, the uh, the Rekkar is cool, but he's hard to find. I had a really... I mean, the, the uh, Atomic Lugnut... Yeah, no, Atomic Lugnut was a shelf warmer. You could find him anywhere. Could not find a Rekkar on the shelves to save your own life. I found one, and I was really happy. I mean, I like the uh, Blitzwing character, the Blitzwing toy, but honestly, I think I transformed him once and said, wow, you know, this is kind of a pain in the ass. I'm just going to leave him in robot mode. Yep. And left him there. And honestly, there was a very similar to Shockwave where I transformed him, and I was like, wow, this is kind of neat, but he, you know, especially Purple Shockwave, he looks a lot better as Shockwave. I'm just going to leave him in this mode. Yeah, yeah. And so he's way in the back of the shelf as Purple Shockwave. Yep. I, um, I, I don't know. I, I, I would have to agree with you guys. Earth Mode Optimus is probably the best out of, um, out of the, the Voyagers here. Going into the leader class, we had Bulkhead, Earth Mode, Megatron, and Ultra Magnus. And then we also had two repaints of uh, Galvatron, oh, I mean Shadowblade Megatron, <laughs> and, uh, and, and Roadbuster Ultra Magnus, which is redecoed as Generation 1 Roadbuster homage. Right. Um, electronics that don't have acid batteries, yay. Because <laughs> all the old toys, you mm-hmm. had to actually put batteries in, and if you left them in there a long time, they would they, corrode. They bled out, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know the uh, the leader class toys. I didn't open any of them, except for one. I did open uh, 
Roadbuster Ultra Roadbuster Magnus. Ultra Magnus, yeah, because I really like that toy. Uh, I, I really like Roadbuster. I'm a huge fan of Roadbuster. And I'll open pretty much anything that's looking like an homage to him. And this figure, you know, when you when you push his, uh, I'm sure it, it's this is the same as the regular Ultra Magnus, but when you push his chest, his mouth opens and he lights up and he talks. Yes. So that's kind of neat. I like how he lights up and ah, oh, it just blinded me. Okay, those are bright. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, but no, I mean this guy is covered in guns. Yeah. He's got yes. pop out weaponry. Isn't it wonderful? Oh, it's he's a great toy. I mean, for I like him, but I mean for kids, this would be an awesome toy. I think he's, the, he's big. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry, but I was gonna say out of all the out of all the leaders, I think Ultra Magnus is the best. He's the only Megatron's, one I open, so <laughs> Megatron's I can't really good as well. Um, I really dug Megatron simply because it was the Earth, like the deluxe class. That's the Cybertron mode, and it, and it didn't even look like what it looked like on the show. So I felt kind of you know gypped out of that. And then when the leader class version came out and it was the Earth mode, that's what I liked the best about it was that it was the Earth mode version. Didn't you have two of those? No, I only had one. I traded uh, Thorazine a bunch of stuff for one. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, I, like I said, didn't even open mine. I mean, he looks cool. He looks very simplistic to me, though. It's like if he didn't have lights and sound, I don't think I would have liked him nearly as much. Well, or, that's uh, the point of him. I mean, he's, you know, like I said on, on earlier episodes of the podcast when we were talking about the, the stock animation sequences... Yeah. Um, you know, the stock animation sequence for Megatron is essentially a tutorial to transform his toy. It, the toy transforms exactly the way he did in the show for the most part. Right. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Who needs YouTube reviewers? Go watch the cartoons. <laughs> Go watch the cartoons. <laughs> I don't know. I'm still playing with Ultra Magnus here, and he is cool. Yeah. Okay. I, He's got... to, this, to this day, I don't like the bulkhead figure. No, bulkhead... Really? Yeah, I mean, I think Bulkhead really got a raw deal in the show. They needed kind of a jokey character. They made it Bulkhead, and it just, none of his toys were any good. I've heard his activator figure is pretty cool, though. Yeah, I think out of all, like, if you're just going to compare the Bulkhead toys up against each other, I think the leader class one is probably the best out of all the Bulkhead toys. But bulkhead up against any of the other leader class or any of the other figures in general, just no. Mm. But he came with a headmaster unit, so he kind of makes up for it. We all know how you love the headmaster, you noob. Ultra Magnus here. Yeah. I like, uh, uh, I'm still playing with Ultra Magnus. This is such a cool toy. He's got, <laughs> I love this hammer. It's hammer time. And then you've got the the two repaints. You know, Michael said he loves the Roadbuster or homages, and he loves Roadbuster in general. So you got the Roadbuster Ultra Magnus, and you have the Shadow Blade Megatron. Now I asked on Twitter, I asked Derek J. Wyatt, I said, so is the Shadow Blade Megatron toy just meant to be a repaint and kind of an homage to Galvatron? He's like, oh hell no! <laughs> Don't even say that. Yeah. <laughs> Did any okay before we move on? Uh, you guys, I'm I'm assuming everybody likes Ultra Magnus the best out of the leaders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't be a hero, Optimus. It's not in your programming. 
Moving on to the Supreme class, did anybody buy these? The Rollout Command Optimus and and the uh, oh the Parabot's something different, but did anybody buy Rollout Command Optimus? Chrissy bought it for me. Did she? I, I was not going to buy it because it's like fifty bucks. Yeah. And it looks to me a lot like the uh, the the Voyager size. Yeah. And I, you know, I wasn't going to buy it, and, and she came home with it. She was like, look what I got you. Well, the kind of difference is, is that um, that Rollout Command Optimus does have electronic. I mean, he's essentially a leader class. I mean, even though he's in Supreme class, he does have David K. voice electronics. Huh. I- I'm looking up in the closet to see if I can see him. <laughs> I see the, uh, the, the Jetstorm and Jetfire that I never bothered to open. Yeah, uh, I've got a yeah. couple of those uh, Target exclusive Shockwaves and Sunstorms that I that I bought and didn't open. I'll take a couple of those if you want to sell them to me. I've got one more up there, but I can't tell who it is. <laughs> Just says Decepticon Voyager class on the side. <laughs> it's probably a Shockwave. Uh, so sure. get, getting into the entertainment packs, or well, Spade, did you did you have any opinions on Rollout Command Optimus? Nope. Saw okay. him on the shelves. Even when he was fifteen bucks on clearance, I didn't buy him. <laughs> oh, see, I would have bought one for fifteen bucks. <laughs> Moving on to the entertainment packs, we have Optimus Prime versus Megatron: The Battle Begins two pack. Now, didn't this come with a DVD? Yes. What was on the DVD? I can't remember. <laughs> I never watched it. I think it was the first or second episode. Okay. Something yeah. it was it was a random episode or either that or it was like a description of it was like all the previews or something I'm not sure. Um, now the two figures in general they're are they both battle damaged or is it yes. just Optimus? That's, okay, they both are both battle damaged. damaged. Optimus has like black battle damage. Megatron mm-hmm. had black battle damage as well. Uh, do we ha- do we like these figures? Are they good figures? They were okay. They I mean, figures? it was the only delu- it was the only time we saw Megatron as a deluxe. Yeah, and I think the deluxe the deluxe figure was very similar to the Voyager, but I think it was a better figure. Yeah, and the Optimus figure was, if I remember correctly, just the Cybertron version. Yeah, yeah, Cybertronian version mm-hmm. with battle damage. And it was, it was, that was a good, decent mold. I mean, that was not a bad mold at all. I liked the, the, the alt mode for the Cybertronian Optimus, but the robot mode just didn't, never really cared for the that. The one thing I did like was it was a completely different transformation from, um, almost a completely different transformation from the deluxe, or the Cybertron mode to the uh, Earth mode. Their their transformations were different. Yeah. Huh. Uh, and then Wave 2 has the team-up that Michael can't stand, Jetstorm and Jetfire. <sighs> uh, can't stand that one. Those were not good figures. They were <laughs> not good figures. figures at all. I think we were talking about them in the last episode, yeah. uh, and I, I want to say that I had the... Uh, um, I had compared their combined mode to, uh, you know, cuddling with your with your girlfriend, or your wife yes. in my case, where you have your arm underneath her, 
and, and, and you know, your arm's falling asleep and you want to move it, but you don't really know where it's supposed to go. <laughs> you know, that's basically what the combined mode of, of the, the uh, Jet Storm and Jet Fire was. Yeah, I was arms. just going... It... <laughs> uh, it... Where do the arms go? They're falling asleep. I don't know. When I first transformed it, I did something wrong, and I had one. Of, I had one of the arms sticking out between the legs. Oh, nice! Okay, I'm like, then. wait, wait a minute. Uh, this is, this can't be right. <laughs> I know what to do with the arms now. Okay. <laughs> but oh. the other thing that really irritated me was they were almost the same figure, and they turned into glorified robotic lawn darts. That was their vehicle mode. Yeah, pretty much. And their combined vehicle mode was two lawn darts stuck together. Yeah, and, you know, for all the combining and interesting things that they were supposed to do, they were not good toys. They were not no. good figures. They were horrible or I toys. I should say they are not. They are not good figures. Yes. Because they all haven't been burned in a fire yet. Yeah. That is true. And then uh, much yeah. <laughs> later, much later after even all the store, ex- well, not not even after all the store exclusive stuff, but much later after the regular lines here, they came out with the power bots with uh, Cyber Speed and Street Patrol Bumblebee, which essentially are just re- well, well, Street Patrol is essentially just a repaint of of Cyber Speed Bumblebee. I saw these in stores and I was like, eh, well, I guess you know, kids will get a kick out of it, but who really cares? Oh, you know what? I didn't buy those. <laughs> That's exactly. how bad they were. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember them. You know, I have the movie version. Or I should say, my kids have the movie version of, of both of those. Um, and and I did not get the, uh, the animated one, because I just thought they looked so bad. Yeah, they here is the um here is just the cyberspeed image. Uh yeah, it looks horrible. He has one stinger. <laughs> no, but it's like you know, oh, Transformers that don't transform. Ones, yeah, the Transformers that don't transform. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Badness. Yeah. Yeah, they've so... released the movie versions three times. Oh yeah, I know. The Dark it. of the Moon movie versions now have uh they have four. a different arm. There are yeah, four well, different repaints. Yeah. Yeah. So John. so bad. Moving on to the exclusives, the ever elusive exclusives. Uh you had a couple of two packs. Uh Stealth Lockdown with Legends Class Bumblebee and Legends Class Optimus. You had Rescue Ratchet with Legends Class Starscream and Legends Class Prowl. Um, now somebody got fired over those, I'm sure. <laughs> Why? Well, I mean, these are these are two packs, right? They they probably should have retailed for about 19.99. Yeah. And when they, when they first came out of the stores at Target, their Target exclusives, I walked in and saw them in 19.99 and said, "Yeah, that's pretty good because that's about how much you would pay for the mm-hmm. uh, the uh, Voyager class." But yeah. you know, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna pass on it for right now. Maybe when I get a little more money next week, I'll buy them. Well, by the next weekend, something strange happened. Yeah, well, they went on sale for five bucks. Yes, something. This happened. also is true for Sunstorm with Ratchet and Purple. Finally, Purple Shockwave with uh, Activators Bumblebee. Um, I 
this is a really funny story, I think, because I've never done this in my entire life. Uh, you know how they always advertise the coin star stuff? Mm-hmm. Okay. It was a Saturday morning. Derek J. Wyatt had posted on Twitter, oh, hey, Shockwave and Sunstorm are five bucks at Target. I was like, is this just in California or is this everywhere? He said, I think it's everywhere. I took probably a jar that was filled almost to the brim with pennies. I took it up to the Kroger, put it in the Coinstar. I got like 15 bucks in pennies worth. I then walked over to Target and bought two of the... Actually, I was sneaking through the toy aisle because there was a bunch of kids there. There was one left of of uh, Shockwave and Bumblebee. Uh. I just kind of reached around this old lady, snatched it, and just went right up to the counter. <laughs> right <off>. <laughs> <laughs> See, at my store, there was a huge stack of them. And I bought, like, three of each. Yeah. Because, you know, I would have spent 20 bucks on them anyway, so why not? You know? Yeah, true. Um, now, going back to Stealth Lockdown and Rescue Ratchet, do you guys have any opinions on these? Do we like these figures? Because I never really... I never really saw these in stores. Yeah, I think I misspoke. Those were not five bucks. I actually paid full price for those. Yeah, no, those those were full price. What what was five bucks was the sunstorms and the shockwaves. Right. What the, bothered uh, me what bothered me about the the stealth lockdown and the uh, the rescue ratchet is that they came with uh, legends class figures that were not repainted. So I, you know, I basically had already bought the legends class figures. And it's Stealth like, well, Lockdown looks like a horrible thing out of an old A-Team episode. No, it looks like a Lockdown. He's cool looking. No, I just mean his his, his paint deco. It looks like a, an army car you would see in an old A-Team episode. Oh, yeah. He's he's kind of gray, translucent, and with, yeah. with like a, a lime green yeah. highlight color. He's cool. And I, I mean, I, I like having my Lockdown stand side by side because they're very distinctive from each other. And uh, I really like the yellow Rescue Ratchet. I don't know what they were trying to homage here, but he looks really cool. It's a it's a color that's brighter than Bumblebee. So it's like, oh, it's yellow. God, there's a lot of yellow in this line. But no, this is a very bright yellow. Yeah, this is like traffic light yellow. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, this is like, you know, people always say, oh, I hate that fire engine red color. This is like... If if fire engines were yellow, I mean, this is how bright this is. Wow, well, he's he's bright yellow with a fire engine red highlight. Yeah, yeah. So no, it's a it's it's a striking figure, you know, and it's it's a, that uh, that ratchet mold that's really nice. Yeah. What are your thoughts on these two, Spada? Don't care for the stealth lockdown. Um, just didn't really care for that particular color and that weird translucentness. Didn't care yeah. for it, but the ratchet was it was okay. But man, it was on the target shelf forever. Yes, it was. I I am not kidding you. Before Dark of the Moon figures hit, it was still in the clearance aisle <laughs> in my local Target. Wow. I like them though. I would I would pick them up all over again. But again, you know, I already had those. Legends class figures, so it was a tough sell for me. In fact, I think I let them wait until they hit the bargain bin first. Yeah. Um, 
And before we get to Sunstorm, I actually have, I mentioned a couple episodes ago on this podcast, which Spada will have no clue of unless he listens, which I don't think he does, um, that I had a story about the Shockwave purple repaint. The story basically goes, I, I asked Derek J. Wyatt, what was, you know, how did you guys get purple wave into the show? And he basically told me that he saw the toy was coming out and he ran really quickly to one of the animators and said, Hey, I know that, you know, this episode is pretty much done, but is there any way we can add this into the end and, and animate it like this for the future episodes? And basically within five minutes, they added it into the show at the end of, uh, nice. uh this is yeah. why I hate machines. Isn't that where it came in? Something like that. Yeah, it was one of those episodes. Uh, but no, the 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 purple on Shockwave makes it look like a s- way better figure. It's pretty amazing. And if I remember right, I want to say the toy came out before he turned purple in the yes. show. The toy, yeah, the toy was oh, out. Oh, yes. Yeah. And it was like, hey, wouldn't it be cool yeah. <laughs> if he did this in the show? And... Yeah. <laughs> and but, but they had already set that up, though, because, well, they had set up the electromagnetic paint swap thing with with the wasp episode right so, where is thy sting so, right so the so the paint switch or the color switch was already there to set up they just had to implement it mm. so it was it was so awesome so awesome very cool yes uh and then for the toys r us exclusives we have bulkhead and megatron leader class with bumblebee and star activators bumblebee and starscream Wow, more re-releases, lovely. Yeah, and I don't the... think I, I don't think I have that. Were they repainted at all? No, it's just, it's, it's just leader class Megatron and Bulkhead with that with... extra figure tacked on. Yeah, with oh. the extra figure tacked on. That must each... be why I didn't buy it because I. Yeah. Why I, I'm still trying to figure this out, but why did this line have so many freaking exclu- store exclusives? Yeah. It, why? Yeah lot well i i think at the point of the main four that we're going to talk about for the for the really elusive well two of the really elusive exclusives because the other two are nothing but shelf formers since they're repaints of each other uh rc and rodimus they came out at the end of the line uh they were well they technically they came out after the line was already dead right right and they were Toys that, R Us exclusives, right? That was, yeah. a, that was a complete surprise. And I had heard for months about, oh, they're out and people are buying them. And I went back to my Toys R Us for at least two months every weekend, could not find them. And I thought, you know, they they didn't distribute them properly. Uh, you know, they, they short-packed them somewhere or something, and they're, they're not going to show up here. I'm never going to see them. And two months later, I did see them. You know, and they sold out really quick, but then, yeah. you know, later on they become shelf warmers. Yeah, yeah. it well, took months for them to show up in my area. Yeah, the same here. I mean, and and, and the funny thing is when uh, when I would go around to Toys R Us's and stuff, they would have the two shelf formers. They would have Cybertron Mode Ratchet and Ironhide everywhere. Uh, Cybertron Mode Ratchet specifically, he was... Like, everywhere. I I honestly think that they short packed RC. Like, you know how some, what is it? Sometimes waves come in like four or six. I think if it was six, it was four Cybertron mode ratchets and two RCs per wave. 
Well, if you look like at that. the if, if you look at the case assortments for the upcoming Transformers Prime toys, RC is going to be short packed. Yeah. Mm. So is Cliff Jumper. So is Bulkhead. That's a shame. Yep. I don't know. You, there are still Ironhides on the shelf at my Toys R Us. Oh Arms. yeah. Um, there's also uh, some Walmart exclusives. Michael mentioned earlier about um, the the uh, the Bumblebee um, evolution, the, the Legacy, or yeah, I forget what it was called now. But. The, there was also a Revenge of Black Arachnia two pack with Optimus from the Battle Begins two pack and Deluxe Class Black. These, these are just to, to to milk so the stores can have exclusives. These are just yeah. re-releases of figures we've already gotten. I think what had happened is after the first movie came out, the toys sold so well that all of the major retailers were saying, I want exclusive toys, I want exclusive toys. Then the first movie toys kind of trickled down and and Hasbro says, hey, we got this new series. And all the retailers said, I want exclusive toys. Well, they didn't realize that they weren't going to sell for shit. In fact, it wasn't until... They, they they canned this series, and the new movie toys came out that they really started picking up again. Mm-hmm. And the last thing, because I know Michael has a really, really awesome story for this. The last thing we're going to talk about is the McDonald's Happy Meal toys. <laughs> Yay! Before you tell your story, uh, in North America we got Megatron, Optimus, Bumblebee, Ratchet, Starscream, and Lugnut. In Latin America they got Optimus, Bumblebee, Megatron, and Starscream. In France, they got Optimus, Bumblebee, Megatron, and Blitzwing, of all people. Cool. Uh, and Poland got Optimus, Bumblebee, Megatron, and Starscream. And the Optimus, Bumblebee, Megatron are the same molds from the North American release, but with more detailed paint applications. Uh, Blitzwing is the only new mold uh, out of all the Happy Meal toys. So I remember you told me this story on one toy cast. Uh, you had heard something about animated toys being at McDonald's and you yeah. were just going to go for one Happy Meal and I don't oh, know, tell the story. No, we were we were at a, uh, like a Walmart or something and Christy's like we're going to pick up lunch. We're going to go over there to that you know, the the McDonald's. And it was a McDonald's built in a Walmart. Right. And I'm thinking, well that is really strange. You know, she was pregnant. She was very pregnant at the time. So I'm not going to you know, tell her no, you know, <laughs> it's like, it's like, yeah, yeah, honey, whatever you say. So, so we head over to the McDonald's and, and, uh, I said, uh, you know, what do you want? And she's like, well, I think I'm going to get a happy meal and I'm going to get a happy meal for Aiden. And I said, all right. She goes, well, what do you want? And I said, I think I'll have a Big Mac. And she's like, no, you're getting a happy meal. I said, I am? She's like, you're getting three Happy Meals. <laughs> like, what? why? And she's like, we're getting all the toys. We're getting them all right now. And I'm like, best wife ever. <laughs> I, I mentioned it to her in passing. Oh, you know, McDonald's has a Happy Meals uh, with, the, with the toys. And I'll probably, you know, maybe we'll get a Happy Meal and try to pick one up. You know, but she... She filed that away in her, you know, steel trap of a mind, and it, it popped out later at the the least expected moment. Yeah, why we got all of them? Nothing. Exa- pregnant wives, no less, you know. <laughs> but no, she uh, she re- not only remembered, but she got me all the toys that day. Awesome. She haggled with the lady. Like six hamburgers or six cheeseburgers. I think I yeah, I think I went through like four Happy Meals or something, but it was <laughs> totally worth it. Yes. 
we are going to take a quick break. You're going to hear some ads and maybe some quotes from, from the cartoon, stuff like that. And we're going to come back with final thoughts on the toy line. Transformation Animation Podcast will be back after these messages. You can now hear the Geekcast Radio Network while on the go with Stitcher Smart Radio. Stitcher is a free use and talk mobile app available for your smartphone. And when you download Stitcher to hear Geekcast Radio, you'll have a chance to win money. Downloading is quick and easy, just find Stitcher in the App Store. During registration, hit the promo code box and enter Geekcast Radio, all one word, to get automatically entered to win $100. The latest episodes of the shows will be waiting for you in your favorites. You'll get access to lots of other amazing shows, too. Always available to you on demand, no syncing. It's Stitcher Smart Radio. Don't forget to enter promo code Geekcast Radio when you register. Never seen a human before. Ooh, step on it! I'm getting too old for this. Ooh, that sounds crazy! Even to me! Ah, welcome to my throne room, Future Tales. The Beast Unleashed podcast is over, not gone. You can hear more of this great podcast discussing all the episodes of Beast Wars and Beast Machines on GeekCastRadio.com. We include voice actor and writer interviews with stellar hosting by Steve, Mike, and Michael. Head on over to iTunes or the net, or else I will send you my vehicles to extract your spark and destroy you. <laughs> yes. Soundwave, jam that transmission. Rumble frenzy, ravage rat bat, eject, operation interference. No, there will be no Operation Interference. I am TFG1 Mike, and you should be listening to my very first podcast, the TFG1 Podcast. 24 episodes covering the entire U.S. run of the 1984 Transformers cartoon. I also have a few supplemental episodes and an interview with Stan Bush. I bring in guest hosts who will be full-time co-hosts in Steve Megatron and fan of the show now co-host Pecan Court Michael. So check out the TFG1 podcast. You can find it on iTunes and the web at www.geekcastradio.com. Transform and roll out. Stan Bush here, and I dare you to check out Radio Free Cybertron. This is Brian Kilby, host of Radio Free Cybertron, the original Transformers internet radio show, and one of the world's first podcasts. First online in 1999. Yes, 1999. We've been doing this for a while. We are also the official podcast of Tformers.com, and quite frankly, we're pretty awesome. So check us out, tfradio.net.
Now back to Transformation Animation Podcast. We are back. And Spada, final thoughts on the overall animated toy line really quick. A lot of the figures are pretty good. There are some really outstanding figures like uh, Voyager, um, Blitzwing, and Earth Mode Prime, and Deluxe Oil Slick. But for the most part, I'm sorry to say, I think most of the line is a little bit on the forgettable side. There are a lot of figures in here that I just don't care for, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, I would have to agree. For me, I, obviously, I love Rodimus. I love RC. I love Blur. Um, Purple Shockwave, Earth Mode Optimus, Elite Guard Bumblebee. Elite Guard Bumblebee was the only Bumblebee I ever owned because after watching several, well, your your video review and several others' video reviews of the regular Bumblebee, I was like, yeah, I don't want a toy with multicolored yellows. I just don't care for that. <laughs> uh, so, Michael, what are your final thoughts on the line that have been released to this point? Uh, I want to say I, I was honestly excited for each and every one of the figures that came out. I mean... This is probably one of the last lines in memory that I was really, really hunting for. Like, I have to have that figure. I'm going to go each and every, you know, Walmart, Kmart, Toys R Us in my area until I find it. Um, you know, that being said, you know, yeah, it's hit or, it's a hit or miss line. Most of them are really nice. Uh, they have their flaws. Um, but... Again, as as far as you know, movie ac- movie accuracy, show accuracy, uh, personality that are just built right into the mold, you know the 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 smirk on Starscream's face and things like that. It's it's just, it's a great line, it really is, and it doesn't hurt that I really like the activators because that makes up a good quarter of the uh, the series. So before we close the show, Spade, what do you have coming up on your YouTube channel, if anything? Oh, that's a good question. I've got some Sentai stuff coming up, and I'm really going to be going back and doing uh, some Brave finger, f- figures. And uh, with Thanksgiving coming up, I'll be going up to visit uh, my folks, and a lot of my stuff is up in their basement. So I'm going to be bringing, hopefully, back a ton of Gundam figures for everybody to to watch. Nice. Awesome. Thank you for joining us here on Transformation Animation Podcast. If so, ways to get in contact with us or leave feedback for the show. Visit the website, geekcastradio.com. You can comment on each episode post. You can also stream all of our podcasts on Stitcher. Go to stitcher.com for that. Leave the show's feedback in iTunes. Please do this. Follow us on Twitter. The show name there is TFA Podcast. Mine is TFG and Mike. Spado, what is your Twitter? I am at Bolt Matrix. I, that's B-A-L-T-M-A-T-R-I-X. And Michael? Not at Burnt Toast. Uh, my Twitter account is uh, PeconCT Michael. Become a fan on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash geekcast or radio network. Call the voicemail line. Tell us the show you're leaving the message for and your name. 502-526-5821. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Transformation Animation Podcast and wish you'll join us next time when we will be talking about the toys they promised but we never got. For now, I am TFG and Mike with Spade of the Ball Matrix and Michael Wilson. Long live burnt toast. Well, saying we'll tap you again next week. <laughs>